Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Greetings, Toastmasters, would be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers here on irishtalkers.com. And first of all, may I be the probably the last to wish you a very happy new year for 2020. Before we get into the show, let me remind you that our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. Our web address is irishtalkers.com where you can find information about shows, links to our archive of shows going back over the last two years or more, and of course our weekly newsletter, which is a roundup of information from the internet about all things to do with public speaking and confidence, etc. You can also find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers, and we do invite you to get in touch with us with your comments your evaluations, your critiques, and let us know what you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Well, we've been on holiday for the past two weeks, so this is another look back at our archive. And we're starting off this week with uh, the introduction from a show first broadcast in May 2015 with Ted Melanthi, who introduces it, and Sharon O'Neill. Now, at this stage, you should all be well familiar with the format of the show. I'm your host, as usual, Ted Melamfe, and my co-hostess, as usual, is Sharon O'Neill. Sharon, you're welcome. Hey, everybody. I just love, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to have to start I'm calling. Going to stop. We're going to have to start calling this lady Annie Oakley <laughs> because she's got that beautiful cowgirl all. <laughs> I actually feel like John Wayne sometimes in here, you know that? The hell I do. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let that one go. So, you know what we do on this particular show or on any of these talk show for talkers? It's all about Toastmasters. And on this week's show, we will be following the usual format. We will have a little delve into the Toastmasters magazine for me. Sharon will be bringing us through that. Sharon will also be giving giving us a word of the day, which is a word of the week. And I will also be giving a quote of the week. So I hope you're looking forward to all that. And this past week has been conference time. And we've had lots of people taking part in competitions. Some people were successful. Some people were also successful, but they may not have come home with the ribbons. But that is not the point about Toastmasters. The point is to take part anyway. Challenge yourself. Get up and see what it's like to take on one of those particular competitions. And that's what it's all about. Sharon, would you like to give us what you normally give us here every week. What's that, the word of the week? Is it the word of the week? Without, or do you, or do you want to have a look? He just launches into it. Yeah, no but you love it that way, don't you? You love it that way. <laughs> word of the week, please. I'm losing my brain. <laughs> the word of the week this week is kind of the opposite of what I am right now. The word of the week is mellow. I love it. <laughs> I you, don't know what made me think of it. It's a beautiful word. 
It is. The word, the, it's an adjective and it has a couple of different flavours to it. it. When you're speaking about a sound, a flavour or a colour, it means to be pleasantly smooth or soft and free from harshness. But if you're talking about a person's character, for example, you it means to be tempered by maturity or experience. And you can actually also use it as a verb, as in to say it mellowed out or she mellowed out as she got older. And the synonyms are ones we've come across, actually. Dulcet, sweet-sounding, tuneful, euphonious. (laughs) I love dulcet. And here we have melodious and mellifluous. They're familiar, aren't they? (laughs) And in relation to a person's character, you would say easygoing, tolerant, amicable, amiable, warm-hearted, warm, sympathetic, good-natured, affable, gracious, gentle, pleasant, kindly and kind-hearted. And the verb synonyms would be to relax, to calm, to settle, to mature, to improve. And the antonyms then obviously would be words like immature, raw, green and harsh. So I'm going to try and mellow out for the rest of the show. So there might be an awful lot less laughing if I do that. Well, I'm not sure actually because it's a beautiful word. In actual fact, the first time I was ever asked to create a password, my password was mellow1. <laughs> without the W because my name is Melamphy All right. and when they had Melamphy up there they couldn't go beyond five letters for some reason All right. so it was actually in the golf club back in the day and they said you have to create a password and we are going to create a file and this was the password that, that, the, that, that, that was automatically generated hmm. it was Mellow1 and when you were going through exactly what Mellow meant I was saying you're describing me down to a T. <laughs> <laughs> all those thoughtful, reserved, quiet, dignified, all those lovely words. I'm fairly sure I didn't say a single one of them. Well, you said something that sounded very like those. <laughs> and mellifluous and mellifilant and all these kind of ones. So that's definitely Ted It Malamphy. is. You're that definitely mellifluous, melodious, mellifluous. There's yes, no doubt about it. Thank you so much for that. Mellow, mellow, mellow. Yes, mellow, mellow fellow. Thank you. <laughs> I am going to give you the quote of the week and while that lady is over there smiling like a Cheshire cat the one I'm going to give you this week is one that I picked up from he was actually an anthropologist his name was Claude Levi-Strauss Oh really? He was French he was born in 1908 and he died in 2009 Really? Just before his 101st birthday. Wow. And I'm not sure if he was anything to the other Levi Strauss. But however, it's, a, it's an unusual name. But this man was an anthropologist. And he said that the wise man doesn't give the right answers. He poses the right questions. Oh. And I think that is nice. You know, wise people do not try and give you the answer, but they will certainly try and elicit the answer from you. So they will give you the question that whereby enables you to come up with the right answer. Mm, How would you think that's nice? I love that, actually. That's a real coaching philosophy. And having just finished my coaching course, that really resonates. I'm glad. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. So what have we now? We have the May magazine. And like I said last week, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through the contents page and I'll pick one or two articles that we might look at in more detail next week. So there's an article about, it's called Handling the Heat in the Kitchen. 
and it says chefs must stay cool under pressure and earn the confidence of their team. So basically, it's an article about leadership and leadership being the key ingredient in high stress professions. And let's face it, we've all seen those programs with the chefs that are throwing stuff and yelling at their staff and throwing them out and being massively abusive. And this is really an article by a guy who said he wasn't going to go down that route as a chef. Then there's an article about a volunteer leader who's taken on the challenge of growing clubs in Brazil. Completely on a voluntary basis. Brazil is not her home country. She's English. Mm -hmm. And she went to Brazil and is heading up the growth of clubs there. There's an article I'm really looking forward to going into in depth in a few weeks time maybe is mentoring. My five top tips for the budding mentor. And there's also the two-way street of mentorship. So I think I'll put the two of those together when I'm doing the leadership section when we're looking at mentoring. There's a, a reprint of an article that was in the Toastmasters magazine before. It's about the Hanoi Hilton Toastmasters, the prisoners of war during mm-hmm. Vietnam set up their own Toastmasters club. Now, it wasn't officially a Toastmasters club, but they it was a Toastmasters type of form or speaker's form. There's an article about personal growth and embracing change. Seven ways to stand out in a rapidly evolving workplace. And I saw another one. I did the viewpoint last week, the Addicted to Inspiration. And there's obviously the funny you should say that, which I might actually have a quick look at next week as well. And there's another one about how a lady helped Tibetan refugees to learn English and she just references back to the skills that she learned in Toastmasters and how that helped her. So that's a very quick run through of the Toastmasters magazine. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else I wanted to reference in that. No, that's But e- it. even those things that you read out there, Sharon, are, are some fantastic articles really in the magazine. Stuff. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like that lady in Brazil, no, for instance. Yeah. What a challenge. Why would you do it? Yeah, but isn't it brilliant? Obviously, Absolutely. obviously she does it because she enjoys it. Well, you'll have to read the article to find that out. Oh, of course, I mean, <laughs> certainly I'm going to read the article. So I think that gives us a couple of minutes. I'm trying to think what else I was going to do with that. Well, I think even some of the things that you touched on there, I, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. It's a wealth of information, the Toastmasters magazine. You know, people should should really use it as the resource that it's supposed to be. Yeah. And outside outside the stuff that you read, there's always some fantastic stuff that you can download from the internet as well. This is true. And you get, you get all the addresses to click into, you know? Yeah. And the, even the contents page, that only does the, a look at the top articles that are in it. But there's all the regular stuff that's in it yes. as well. the around the globe where Toastmasters just drop in tiny little comments or tips or pieces of advice there's a quote of the month which we probably should yeah good idea actually every single time and this is a really good one actually from Napoleon Napoleon Bonaparte and he said a leader is a dealer in hope Interesting. <laughs> and that gentleman's anniversary, the anniversary of the Battle of Waterloo, will be coming up next month. Really? 200 years. Really? 1815 to 2015. How do you know this stuff? Because I come from a place called Waterloo. This is right. <laughs> and we have a bridge there, which was called Putland's Bridge. But the bridge was built in 1815. Really? Yes. And the gentleman who built that particular bridge, which was his name was Putland, he gave the history of 
the, the battle at Waterloo because it was on at the time. So consequently, they had to call they had to call the bridge the Waterloo Bridge. Isn't that such strange? Isn't it Imagine, coincidence? Yeah, brilliant. Because you won't you won't see the Waterloo you won't see Waterloo on any of the maps. It's called Ballygibbon. Oh yes, I know. But it's interesting that everybody living there only know it as Waterloo. <laughs> this is true. That was the introduction from our show from the 20th of May 2015 with Sharon O'Neill and Ted Melanfi. Do tune in tomorrow at the same time when we'll be bringing you some words of wisdom from the 1999 world champion Craig Valentine. See you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.